Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Making Sense Podcast. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I thought you were ready to laugh. I don't know why my voice uh, sounds like that. Well, you know what kills me, yeah. So when I edit the podcast, yeah. I've noticed whenever Kleesha mentions, she always sounds like she's running out of breath yeah. by the time she finishes. <laughs> Welcome to the Making Sense Podcast. <laughs> like, but take a deep breath before you talk. It's funny, man. I just find it funny. So. Okay, I'm going to do that again. No. <laughs> all right, that, all right, give it another go. I'm keeping this in, but give it another go. No, no. All right. <laughs> all right. Then. Trying to mock me of having two intros. <laughs> what do you mean this is? Uh, look, I've got to give two of them entertainment, innit? Um, well, hi, hi, guys. Welcome back. For another Hello. week. Yeah. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> Welcome on. for listening. Uh, you're in the right place. Definitely. Definitely. How's everybody's week been? Good. Um, yeah, good. Bank holiday was. I don't know when bank holiday was, but bank holiday was like last week. So we're week. cutting this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the time delay between when we yeah. recorded <laughs> bank holidays probably happened or happening. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all based on the timing, but yeah. yeah. So oh. this week we will be discussing. The tenant fee ban, yes, mm. which comes into effect or came into effect depends on when you're listening. The first of June. First of June. Okay. Well, it's always going to be the first of June, no matter when they listen, right? Sorry, I'm on a roll today. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Do you know what? I'm not yes. saying nothing. Yes. <laughs> tenant fee ban came into effect on the first of June, mm. 2019. That's, right. That's my last one. I'm sorry. It isn't going to be. We know that. Yeah, I'll try anyway. I can only do that. But anyway, so my favorite part. So, disclaimer, remember, we're not registered financial advisors. Nothing we have said or will ever say is meant to be financial advice. Uh, if you do decide to invest, please consider your own personal objectives, goals, and risk tolerance. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable in doing it yourself, don't be scared to go and get professional help. Just make sure you do it on an informed basis so you know exactly what they're saying to you. Uh, and please do not do anything just because we've said it. Please do your own research. Mm-hmm. Um, not just a quick Google, but you know, if you're going to put your money into it, put your time into it. And that's about it. Yeah. So what exactly is the tenant fee ban? So, well... Let's start with what exactly are tenant fees, fees, in case anybody has never had to make these kind of payments. So tenant fees refer to money charged to a potential tenant or held by an agent or landlord for the protection of a property. For example, when viewing a property due to possible competition, charging a holding fee so that you can be sure that a potential tenant's actually serious about taking the property. So if you stop viewing if you um take the property off the market you're sure that somebody's interest is genuine but these days they don't actually stop um viewings and stuff like that because you know if you go on sites it's just put as let agreed mm-hmm. so they're, you're, they're letting you know that somebody is interested and they've started the steps but unless uh, they won't take it off completely until everything is signed and the person's in the property ah uh, because whenever i see let agreed i've always just skipped past them thinking yeah. well, there's no point <laughs> there's no point yeah exactly but that makes sense exactly. the person might drop out for yeah. any number of reasons right but oh, I've had instances where I'm viewing and like I arrange a viewing midweek and then I get a call like the day before just like saying, oh, by the way, this property's now off the market. Everything's gone through properly. And that wasn't going to be done in a matter of days. So they probably already started the process yeah. with that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess to protect themselves, they won't stop that process completely until everything is signed. Yeah, yeah. but I suppose if they let you know, let agreed, you, you, you have it in the back of you your mind. You have it, yeah, it you're aware. But um, also that could be the fees that you pay for the deposit. So protecting the property. Mm-hmm. Um, the fees that you pay to an agent for administration fees. fees yeah. Um, sometimes you'd pay... a premium on top of what the agent pays for uh, maintenance services to the properties so it's just any fees that you'll pay to the agent as a tenant will be classed as tenant fees gotcha. have i missed any 
Don't think no, so. Not really. No, no, don't think so. Okay, and um, were these fees previously regulated? So it appears that they weren't properly oh. regulated. So I think there's things around reasonableness and what you're actually charging. But in terms of an actual in-depth look of what you're able to charge, I don't think there's anything on paper saying you can charge this, you can't charge this, you can't inflate things this much. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because it varies so much. So you can speak to an agent and they will say, okay, so administration fee per person is going to be 70 pounds or references Mm -hmm. oh that's another fee so reference fees and stuff like that but then some places that's 120 yeah one we spoke to over there's 150 per person yeah yeah some of those fees are stiff and you think what the heck so it doesn't look as though they've been regulated so it's just been they've got to be reasonable but what's reasonable yeah and also remember agents are doing this to make money yeah, on top uh, of the services they're exactly. providing. Exactly. And yeah. in an unreg- unregulated environment, what's reasonable is what are people willing to pay. Yeah, exactly. So if you keep on putting up and people still pay it, you keep on charging people it, right? People are paying it. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing that came into play in 2016, which was kind of like a regulation, was a deposit protection scheme. Okay. Do you guys remember yeah. that? I so do. So previously, um, landlord would set a deposit amount. So mm-hmm. some they base it on maybe like two months rent or six weeks mm-hmm. rent or whatever, where basically they hold a large sum of your money to protect the property. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. you basically have to keep the property in good, reasonable condition yeah. before... Um, and then... If it's not, then they'll take out of that deposit that you've yeah. you've left them with. The only problem with that is, what's reasonable condition? Yeah. If you've lived in a property for one year versus five years, how should you be giving the property back? Does it allow for general wear, wear and tear? tear. Mm. And how far? What is general wear and what tear? What is general wear and tear? Yeah. Does somebody do a proper? I know you do the inventory checks, but does someone do a proper condition survey of the services before? you move into a property what is expected is it different for a family of five versus a, a working couple yeah do you know what i mean so i feel like people were getting hit with deposits because okay you leave a property you've been in there for two years a landlord's been holding your money for this long there are probably some not all there are probably some landlords that have a full intention of at least keeping half of that yeah and reviewing a property and saying to you okay because of this we're keeping it i've lived in a uni flat where we got charged 300 pounds for our oven clean Really? Yeah. Now, I don't remember us using the oven. <laughs> I mean, we probably did. We were in it for two years. But yeah, it's 300 pounds. Yeah, they probably just clean. do a standard clean anyway, clean. but you're going to pay for it, basically. Yeah, you're going to no pay. No matter if you use it or not. And the thing is, how much can you argue? I guess now I'm older, I want to see the invoice. What did you pay? My friend, I'll go Tesco clean. and get that oven cleaner there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and do it. But then, if there's nothing beforehand to say that they need to be able to prove to you what they've spent and only inflate it by this much, then what can you say at the end? Yeah. If they're saying the oven clean costs 300 pounds, the oven clean costs 300. 300 pounds. So what is going to be happening with the deposit scheme now? So, new legislation <laughs> from 1st of June 2019. So there'll be a ban on tenant fees, meaning that potential tenants and tenants will no longer be charged high and reasonable fees for letting properties. So some of the new regulation includes... Um, agents and tenants can only charge for the actual rent of the properties they can charge for utilities and council tax um if they do charge for changes to tenants tenancy agreements requested by the tenant it has to be capped at 50 pounds which i still think is kind of high depending on the change yeah yeah i still think that that's high but obviously Depending on if you're a landlord or not, yeah. it, you don't know what does it entail. Mm. But I think mm-hmm. if you, it depends on what kind of change. It's if it's a quick admin change, what costs fifty pounds? But yeah, um, can only charge for early termination if it's requested by the tenant. Mm-hmm. 
um, charge for defaults by the tenant. So any payments they haven't made toward utility bills and stuff like that, where it's registered to the property, then mm -hmm. you can charge those and charge for um, claiming to get those back. Um, so deposit has changed. You can only charge up to five weeks rent for a deposit. Okay. So there was it was it was in the air whether it was going to be six weeks or five weeks, but mm -hmm. they've concluded it's going to be five weeks. I don't feel like that's that different to what's out there. No. So no, where is it normally? Either I feel like it's either six weeks or two months. Yeah. It's usually about two months. Yeah. So basically, yeah. okay, so it's a little bit. Less. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit less. Of a I mean, it's then. it's been considered, but I don't think it's that different. Okay. Um, for a holding fee, you can only charge one week's rent. And then it has to be offset against future rent charges. So you can't just take a holding fee as admin. Uh, yeah, you can't, you can't take that. So if somebody pays a holding fee and then follows through with signing the agreement, that has to be offset against their rental so costs. So they have to give it back basically over a period yeah, of time. Yeah. Nice. Um, and it says agents or landlords can only charge what they've actually lost when it comes to administration references, um, etc. So it's no longer 150 standard leaf of paperwork if it costs you £30 to do that. Yeah. You have to <laughs> charge what you've actually lost. Um, you can't just inflate it. That's, I wonder how, how that's going to impact the, 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 business. the business side yeah. of things because I can guarantee a lot of their revenue and margin was built into mm, those 100%. kind of things. Yeah. A lot of it was. Yeah, 100%. Because we all know a lot of the referencing and whatnot, it wouldn't have been expensive for them to no, do. No, absolutely not. They would have batched things, yada, exactly. yada, exactly. you know, so it wouldn't have been nowhere near that expensive, but they know that people are willing to part with that to get into a home. What I wonder now is what kind of charges is the landlord going to be charged mm. by the agents? So if, if a landlord's letting through the agents, because the agent needs to recover their, yeah. their income somehow. That's, that's interesting. So I wonder, is it now going up? Because I haven't seen anything um, reg around regulating that. That could be an interesting point. Yeah, maybe rates yeah. that agents charge may go up yeah. to, comp to offset and compensate. Yeah, they already pay enough. Because we, you, they're probably thinking, okay, we, we already get this much. We can't get it anymore, yeah. but we still need to let your property. Also, people have questioned whether rental prices are going to go up to kind of recoup yeah. these fees. Yeah, and that could be yeah, yeah. So if the money, if it, if the pressure gets pushed onto the landlords, mm -hmm. then it probably end up getting pushed onto the tenant anyway. So we could be screwed either way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't mention before with the deposit scheme that came into play April two thousand and sixteen. It was basically where rather than just an entity is holding your well, the landlord or the agent is holding your money. They actually have to pay it into, into a, a deposit scheme. scheme. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then. If there's any disputes, should be doing that anyway. If you're yeah. given a deposit, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think, and if you're a private landlord, you can do that yourself and you pay a fee. I think it's like only like thirteen pounds. Yeah, which is not a lot. But I think where I, I don't even think people think of the landlords in these cases. They're thinking about no. protecting the tenants, and that's one thing that I've realised. It is very Every, much heavily regarding yeah protecting the tenants and making sure they're not paying too much. Um, so yeah, so with the scheme that the money's put away in a government um held scheme where you that you can't unlawfully or unmorally just take money from it you have to be able to justify yeah. what you're taking from the deposit and it will be held if there's disputes no the landlord's not going to say to you this is that i'm just taking the yeah. money yeah i'm sure there's been cases where landlords have spent the deposit. oh yeah absolutely and when yeah. it comes to moving out time oh you might have to wait extra amount of time yeah. for me to get it back or, or just finding reasons for you to not get your deposit back yeah, which are completely yeah, unreasonable yeah. so that's good i suppose so yeah as oh. i don't know do you guys know <laughs> landlords tenants how do you feel like these these are going to affect them? I just don't like the fact that it's, everything is pro-tenant. Mm. Mm. Like, what about the landlords? Like, you, we are, they already have to pay um, home insurance. 
mortgage. Every year you have to get a gas and electricity um, certificate done. Um, you have sometimes for certain properties, you have to do a special water check. Mm. You have to pay that privately. There is so much little expenses that you have to pay for. Then you've got service charge. Mm. Like, what else is there? But do you and feel like... If you have to go through an agency, you pay agency management fees. Mm. Then you have to pay for the certain paperwork to get drawn up as well. You get charged. Mm. You, get, you get charged quite a lot. But do you feel like if the intention of the agent or landlord was always to charge reasonably, then oh, this 100%. doesn't make much difference anyway? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if somebody pays £17 per person for a reference, should they be charging £150 per person? No. Just to say this mm. is how and I, I don't make think you should be charging money. quite a lot to just draw up paperwork. Mm. That doesn't make sense on both ends for the tenant or for the landlord. Kind of feels like you need to kind of not get rid of, but definitely the middleman needs to become a little bit more efficient. Then. Yeah. yeah. So they can Which still. Is the agents. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like the agents are going to have to start becoming a little bit more efficient or, or <laughs> should, whether this happens or not, I don't know. But so that they can earn a decent living, but without having to charge either side mm. extortionate amounts. Mm-hmm. Um, because I agree with you, Kalisha. I, I do think you are society is heavily weighted towards the, the tenant, and I, I get it to a certain point because they're seen as vulnerable, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they're 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 in need of a home. We all know the issues that happen if you haven't got okay. a home. Yeah, uh, And I think because of that. I think people often think of landlords as being these super wealthy people when they're not. And they're not. A lot of them are everyday people that ride the train, bus or whatever with you. And just getting by themselves as well. Exactly. And the the property they're renting out, that's their way of trying to accumulate wealth. Mm -hmm. That's their journey into front. You know what I mean? That's how they're planning to secure their family for generations or even just for for now. Um, So I do think we shouldn't lose sight of the tenant, uh, the landlords, definitely. Because they are providing homes for people, right? Mm -hmm. So if we have a situation where people can no longer afford to be landlords, what does that do? I, I don't know. Do you think there's anything in this list that does actually cost as much as being charged? I would say that, no. Yeah, that's like what what it, I, what yeah, do no, t- agents charge an inflated amount for that actually mm. costs around about that amount of money? Nothing. I'm, yeah, I imagine those margins are ridiculous because no yeah. one's going to know. Like, for example, we get... Um, a new tenancy agreement and it's on DocuSign now. Yeah. So you don't have to go in there, you don't have to do anything, you literally just sign DocuSign, that's mm-hmm. it. And with that, you need to send back the signed DocuSign, but you also need to pay a fee of £75. Mm. Well, that's what it's been previously. It won't be that now. But this is... So what have you done? Well, from the 1st of June, it won't be that. Yeah. But what <laughs> have you done for that £75? Yeah. You've emailed me a DocuSign to sign. You've sent me a couple of reminders. I've, set, I've, I've signed it and sent it back. But you will chase me and tell me that my tenancy hasn't started properly unless I pay that admin fee of seventy five pounds. Mm. What have you done? <laughs> nothing. Definitely pounds, nothing to worry. Seventy five you know pounds. I mean? And you're taking that from every single tenant. Mm. Also, the inflation, um, the way the cost for maintenance is inflated. Yeah. We had a contractor telling us the other day. He's saying, "How much does the agent take?" Oh, uh, was it thirty percent on top of maintenance? Yeah, yeah. So it's easier if some you need to do something in the flat that is like being in a repair that something that you've broken mm-hmm. you might as well just go and sort it yourself because yeah, if you do yeah, do it yeah. through the agents they're taking 30 percent. it's 30 percent on top yeah i would say, advise that like if you're living in rented accommodation try and get hold of a handyman mm. that you know yeah or yep. even if your agents use a handyman become friendly with them and see if he'll do it work for private, you pro- yeah. yeah privately mm. because yeah you will avoid that fee that's one of the reasons why i love my mum because she loves talking to people and mm. makes friends with everyone mm. so she always has their number yeah, and it then makes she sense. Finds my dad's the same. Yeah, my dad's the same. He has a handyman. 
but it's I, I think this topic is going to be become more and more important because less and less of us are, are able to buy properties at the mm. moment right a lot of people live in rented accommodation yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's across the spectrum right so people that earn well people that don't um but it definitely feels like in this country we're, we've got a slightly less mature market mm. so like in places in germany where it's a lot more I don't know, organized. So yeah, you know yeah. that you get longer term tendencies. Yeah. I think everybody knows what their rights and obligations yeah, are. And then you can enter into it accordingly. Yeah, yeah. I think here it's still very muddy. It's, it's, yeah. it, and that's where we need to get to, a place where everyone knows what's going on. I know people that are scared of private rent because they feel like they're going to get comfortable in an area. They're going to have their travel sorted out. They work a certain vicinity from home. And then the landlord's going to tell them I'm selling. Yeah. Mm. So I want, I want yeah. my property back. Yeah. I, I think that there should be some rules around that. Uh, I feel like there should be like a minimum term that you have to give long-term tenants mm. because I know six months at least. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think six months. And I think it's, I actually think longer. I, I, I'd i say a mm. year at least. And I think what, what I would say though is on the flip side. So if you're a landlord, you need to get rid of the property mm. that is there's something, I don't, do we need kind of maybe a market just for landlords? So, okay, I want to sell my property, but I'm going to sell to another landlord. Mm. And I say, look, this property comes with a tenant yeah. and this tenant oh. lasts to the rest of this year. Yeah. Right? You have to keep them in. So you can buy this property, but you have to take on this tenant for the yeah. remainder of their term. Uh, and then, you know, you negotiate the price based on it. Like, okay, no. And if I, you lot turn that into a business and yeah, make I sure th- you give Jerome his percentage. <laughs> yes, literally. I actually need to turn it into a business. Just making sense, not Jerome, making sense PC. No, no, she yeah. was right the first time. She was right the first time. No, 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 no. Don't worry, we're I'll give you a lot of shout team, out. We're a team in here. <laughs> oh, you, well, you, you get half anyway, don't you? Hey. <laughs> but, um, no, I think that's a really good idea because, yeah, I feel like the rights should stretch. They shouldn't just be... um financial they should stretch to that as well but then i guess the argument from a landlord would be you only have to give me 30 days notice if you want to leave leaving me with a gap sometimes a gap i think that should increase to at least three months then yeah yeah just like with work yeah i think work work Mm -mm. (laughs) to be honest i think Mm -mm. i I don't i don't think i disagree with that right because unless it's a case that i financially can't pay um then yeah i I think three months should be enough time to be able to say to my landlord, look i'm looking to move out yeah blah 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 I don't know. It gives both sides sufficient time to do what they need to do. Yeah. But when you're going from private rental property to private rental property, unless you start looking for a place that is going to be let until the time that you need it, that will work because yeah. you can view and put the down payment mm. down and all of that. But if you're literally looking at places and they they're all available in. 30 days yeah. that's when you're screwed mm. and the thing is well you're not because you can pay the rent they don't care if you move in or not mm. you could just pay the rent from when it's available but then obviously you're paying two sets Double of rent. rent yeah but then that might even itself out because wherever you're going to eventually those people will be giving them three months notice as well so it'll be yeah. kind of like the job market right yeah, yeah. the house you're moving into the person moving out has given them three the months norm. notice yeah I, 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 it's good good point to raise but mm. I, I have a feeling that will probably level out yeah. If all tenants had to give three months' notice, yeah, yeah. then there shouldn't be a landlord that has less than three months' notice. notice yeah. You know? That, that, I don't know. But yeah, I think that, that will come if these things are all regulated because at the moment, it's literally just discretion yeah, of yeah, yeah. the agent or the landlord mm. at the moment. What do you guys think of this, no, this new no deposit scheme that is out? So basically, what they're saying is where you previously had to pay five, six weeks deposit, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you wait at the end of your tenancy, they review the property, and then they give it back to you or deduct what they think is fair mm. to deduct. Yeah. Now you pay around one week's um, deposit, but it's not a deposit, it's a down payment, it's a one off payment. You yeah. don't get it back. And that enters the property into an insurance premium. It's like an insurance premium where external insurers have said they will cover the property for up to the value of six weeks after you leave. 
So you've only given them, I don't know, say, for example, £320 mm-hmm. and that's it. You don't get that back, but there's no one holding 18k. Oh, sorry, 1800 uh, Where month. do you live? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not But what does 320 cost? What is, what, is the, it, what are they going to calculate that cost? How? Well, I think so for you as the tenant, that has allowed you to pay a much smaller deposit amount. You're not getting it back, but no one's holding five times or six times that amount of your money for an extended mm. period of time. So if you stay in a property for three years, they're holding your money for that amount of yeah. time. And then when you leave, they need to review the property yeah. and see what is wear and tear for yeah. three years, what's fair, what's reasonable before giving you back your money. A lot of people paying up front. So you normally need to pay a month for rent in, in advance. Mm-hmm. Then you need to pay your deposit six mm-hmm. weeks to two months rent in advance. And then you need to plan out your moving and, it's a lot of money to pay up front and that's mm-hmm. what deters a lot of people from renting privately or, or renting at all just but, because of that lump but then sum. what about if, if the property is severely damaged that's the question so what if damage is to but then this is my question if the da- property is damaged to the value of more than six weeks rent because that's what the insurance company will cover mm-hmm. if you've only took six weeks deposit anyway you're in the same as a landlord you're, you're, in, you're the in the same, same boat. Yeah, same boat okay so what are the rights if anyone knows for landlords if the damage is way bigger than the deposit that you've taken are you just screwed because well you took that deposit and that's supposed to cover damages or can you take residents to court that's a small you probably have some i imagine you'd be covered by insurance i imagine there must be some sort of yeah, landlord insurance, insurance to cover insurance. that yeah i know there's specific landlord yeah. insurance as well i don't yeah. know what that covers yeah. i'm not a landlord so, yet unfortunately. yeah a lot of um letting agents are now doing the new no deposit scheme yeah so you only pay that. What do you think? If 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 the outcome is the exact same, um, if it's the same, then it doesn't make a difference on both ends. Yeah, for me, it just feels like they're replacing the deposit scheme with an insurance. Yeah, thing. yeah. that's all it is. So, but, sorry, go on. so instead of yeah putting your money and having it held, you now pay a de- uh, an insurance premium that's going to cover any damages. So it's a case of do I want to put out this large amount of money that I'll get back in X amount of months hopefully. or years, hopefully, yeah. or I'll get summer back at least. Or do I want to pay this premium that I'm never going to get back, but it's a lot less? I think it's a lot less hassle. It's, a, it's only a week. Yeah. It's only, uh, so it's only a week. Yeah. I, for me, I think it probably depends on your personal circumstances, mm. right? Because one person could look at it from, if you look at it from a longer term point of view, like if you, you know, you're going to get the money back from the deposit or at least a large amount of mm. it back. Um, versus if you're constantly paying this insurance premium, that's just money that's gone. But that's a one-off. That's the whole time. That's not per year. No, no, but if you go to new properties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, you're paying that yeah. 400 yeah. each time. Yeah, time. if you go to yeah, new yeah, properties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I think but if anything... If they go to each property, they're going to be paying over a 1,000 each yeah. time. So I think yeah, I think exactly. it's a good thing. I think it makes it less... It's a lot easier to do. You'd need a lot less. Um, it'd probably make it easier to manage mm. your finances in that way. Because I imagine some people put the deposit down and probably bank on getting it back. Yeah. And maybe for the deposit for the new place or whatever. Yeah. And what if you're not guaranteed? Yeah. And if I'm honest, I'd much prefer to have that money sat in my bank account than in a deposit. Yeah. Holding account. So. I agree. I think it sounds good. I think it sounds good. good Because both tenant and both landlord are both protected. Yeah. Yeah, I think it sounds good. No one's really losing out. So. Cool. So is that available? <clears throat> is that available to everybody, or um, how no, how's that work? It's not. So it's not a. It's not. It's not like a new law that everyone has to take up. No, it's an option. It's thing. just if the landlord chooses that option, or the a- agent chooses that option. Gotcha. Option. So I think gotcha. what I've seen that agents are doing is they're luring you in with this. 
we do no deposit schemes. Mm. Or if you've got a current tenancy agreement, they'll say, oh, by the way, when you sign your next tenancy agreement, we can give you your deposit deposit back. What they really need to do is liaise with each landlord individually to see if it's something that they actually want to enter into. So ask those questions. Don't ever sign something assuming that, oh, okay, we're renewing our tenancy agreement. We're going to get our deposit back. That's going to be two grand that we've got in the bank to do something else. No. Mm-hmm. Read the T's speak, and C's. Yeah. Speak to them. Find out exactly if that's actually going to happen for you what it entails and it's probably not going to be the full amount because they need to take off that 300 and something to Mm -hmm. put towards that insurance premium Mm. so just be feel like i'm talking to you i don't know why Uh, it's true she the other day she sent me a whatsapp they've sent you some documents please don't sign it i was like all right yeah (laughs) yeah, because i will get uh, oh yeah by the way i just spoke to such and such and it's done it's like no why is it done when we if if I do with it, I can get I can. Do you know what, Jerome? You're blessed draw. to have someone that is, that knows about the house and tenancy agreements, all of that stuff in and out. And she's blessed to have me in general. <laughs> I don't know about that, but this yeah. is not what this podcast <laughs> is about. Anyway, guys, what do you what do you think the pros and cons are? Yeah, for, for me, this? for both parties. Um, for both parties. Um, and I, not just the deposit scheme. I mean the tenant um, everything in everyone. general. Yeah, obviously. The cons are, Ooh. I feel like the landlords don't really have a say in anything. Mm. Um, the pros are they're getting rid of all those extra costs mm-hmm. like that are unnecessary and unreasonable for mm. tenants. Yeah. Like they already have to find somewhere to live. That's that's hard enough. Yeah. You don't need to be pressurizing them with with costs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's and, a good look for that. Sorry, go on. Yeah. And then going back to what Jerome said, I think more responsibility needs to be placed on the agents. Mm. So, I feel like yeah. it's a good look for the government. I feel like where we've talked about housing and people not being able to afford um, to purchase homes, and then we've spoken about whether affordable housing is actually affordable. Mm-hmm. Go back to one of our previous episodes because we covered that very recently. I think it's a nice thing for the government to look into yeah. because they could have looked at it and said, well, you know, business is business. Read the small print, read the T's and C's before you sign into anything. But they're actually putting something in place to further protect tenants, people that aren't able to purchase their homes at the, the moment. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, think, I think it's good. No, I think it's good. I look. think it's good. Um, you know, it's definitely good that they're looking at it because it's an area that they need to look mm. at right um, because they say so many people have to privately rent mm. and and i definitely think it should be looked at from both sides both from the tenant and the landlord because yeah. as i say many landlords are just normal everyday people i think we need to as a society separate like your big kind of players that own loads and loads of properties yeah. from someone who's literally bought one or two yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah. um because there are a few bad decisions away from being someone that needs to help themselves yeah right yeah. Totally um, so I, I definitely don't think we should be rich shaming landlords oh, no, because not. just because you are a landlord doesn't mean you're rich right it, it doesn't um, so yeah I think it's a good look um, I think as time goes by we'll get more and more regulation more and more rules mm-hmm. and I, I think the market the market should hopefully stabilise um, but I definitely like if I'm honest now I think about it more I do like the depos- no deposit, the, deposit thing get, yeah because yeah, so that's a lot I. of money to come up with mm-hmm. um, and while you know if you and think about it, gonna get it back exactly as well. yeah. So while someone might say, oh, well, at least your deposit, you know, in theory, you should get back versus this is money that you know you're never going to get back. Um, at least you have just certainty. And yeah, I, I think that's yeah. very important in, in financial management, mm. having certainty, um, just knowing what you're doing, you know, and you can make decisions accordingly. So yeah. it sounds good. It sounds good. Do you feel, do you think that sometimes these laws are put in place literally just to regulate somebody's business? 
because you have to ask mm. yourself how far would they go in saying what's fair and what's not fair because let's be real business is about making a profit mm. it's about competition it's about finding where you can earn more money yeah. Mm. yeah so okay you've regulated this for tenants which is great for those people not great for the landlords or the agents but how far are you going to go with regulating business and how people just make their money mm. how people are able to because what they were doing is not illegal it's, it's it's not illegal it, it's somebody might look at it and say it's unethical for you to charge yeah. three, ta- char- three times the amount it actually costs you to do that I just, but it's, isn't business business yeah i just with these things i think they just i don't know why do you think they came up with this tenant fee ban um i've heard that it's been in discussion since like 2015 16 yeah. and then it finally got agreed and through parliament um, yeah, like I think there'll be enough people year. complaining about yeah. it. Enough people going to their local councillors who then go to MPs, yeah. so on and so forth. Um, yeah. And I think to answer your question, it's just that I think it's whatever kind of gets the attention at the time, mm. right? So I think you always have unregulated businesses until something happens that needs for them to be regulated, yeah. Yeah. you know, mm. or enough people complain about some issues that the government now say, okay, we need to regulate that. And I think Uber's mm. a perfect example of that. Mm. They go into markets before things are, sec- are settled, mm. start operating. And you got to remember governments, they, sometimes regulation is seen to, to kill business. Mm. And governments need the, the, you know, they need the employment it generates. They need the tax revenue. So they might not be in a rush to regulate something if it's going to mess up the money. Right. So I think we'll always have unregulated industries because new mm. industries come up all the time. You know, they're now looking at trying to regulate social media because they just don't mm. understand it. They, mm. they have to understand it before they can regulate yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, Which I don't think is a bad Yeah, I, just, I think it's, it's going to be a case of if enough people complain or if there's any big issues, that's when you'll start seeing regulation yeah. on things. And I think housing is such a sensitive topic at the moment. And becoming more and more sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Becoming more and more sensitive, definitely. Mm. I just hope for landlords, I feel like their rights i'd say for landlords just make sure your rights aren't affected in what you are able to go to court on mm. and stuff like that because landlords are able to be sued now by their tenants for a number of things like living conditions mm-hmm. so mold issues dampness mm. issues properties not being maintained properly so i think yeah just be aware yeah of what i kind of feel like are. landlords have to kind of look at it a little bit more like a second job mm. rather than just this I bought a house and it's going to bring me money. I mm. think you're going to have to really pay attention to your property. Really and especially if you're a private landlord and not managed by an agency. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so even I suppose if, if your property is being managed, I suppose you still need to have some sort of knowledge because you need to know they're managing it properly. Yeah, so yeah. Know. And I, what they're charging you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to be on top of your agents and keep on checking in with them. I and making sure they do what they're supposed to do, like regular checks. You're supposed to have two checks in a year. Mm. If you if you want more than two checks a year or one check in a year, you have to pay extra. Mm. Uh, okay. But um, interesting. We yeah. I feel like I do feel for landlords because if any time like viewing properties, some tenants are awful. Woo! So honestly, the way properties get left, the way it's made me realize we're great tenants. Yeah, amazing. We are <laughs> great Absolute top tenants draw. because. Top draw. <laughs> The way with some properties that you see, the way the tenants have left it, you just think, wow, how, how, how are you living? You yeah. How are you living? It's absolutely It's so disgusting. funny. The last visit, she was in and out within two minutes. No. She like looked at the place and says, yeah, this is fine. And was gone. <laughs> but then you see other places, you understand why. There's some real horrible, horrible. places. Like, horrible. Well, don't people don't wash their legs. So what do you expect? Yeah, that, that <laughs> I can't get over that. I can't, when I first saw it, was this really a discussion? Is this actually a discussion? Yeah, I didn't. It, <laughs> I stayed off the title line when I saw that, but I didn't understand it. Like, why would you not? Why? Why would? Why would you not? Why is? Is it even a discussion? 
Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Disgust. Anywho. Wash your legs. Wash your whole body, please. Come on. If you're going to do something, do it properly. But yes, okay. So, one thing, guys. Let us know your What's thoughts. your views? Yeah, you know, if you're from a tenant point of view, from a landlord point of view, um, what pressures or stresses are you going through? What are you worried about in the future? Um, and how do you feel about these changes? Yeah. And what other changes do you think need to be made? Definitely. Um, what has everybody learned this week? Oh, what oh, did I gosh. learn this week? Oh, man, 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 man. Okay, man. I'll go. Go on. <laughs> See how fast I am when I've actually got something. <laughs> that's, so, right. yeah. that's like me too. So we're actually going to do an episode on this. However, um, I don't know. If I'm dumb, let me know. Let me know. I won't be offended. But I didn't realise that if you ch- choose to withdraw your pension early, that you lose everything that the companies have contributed. So if you choose to withdraw before the age of 55, you lose what every single company you've worked on has introduced, has contributed to that pot. So you'll only actually be taking what you've put in. Wow. Yeah, I didn't consider that at all. Yeah, I, really I think that's, you know, so there is a lot of pressure for, you know, parents and whatnot to be withdrawing pensions early and do something with it, mm. help kids buy houses, mm. yada, yada, yada. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. It's, it's just what Sam said is just understand what you're losing. What you're losing. There's and, also, um, sorry, go yeah, on. And for some people that it might be worth losing, you know, yeah. getting whatever I can get now so that I can buy a house exactly. now or do something now might be better off than me leaving it in there mm. for another 10, 20 years. And, blah, and blah, there's blah. a lot of discussion around the timing. So how much interest is earned on it and how how much you could earn if you just stay put in these early stages rather than the interest you're going to earn on it much later uh-huh. so it's just a discussion but we're going to cover all of that cool yeah what did i learn uh i learned that the chinese millennials are changing kind of how china operates so they're very different to their parents so the parents so you know baby boomers or whatever mm-hmm. generation before millennials was i think it was baby boomers. um they were very much about saving they were very frugal mm. um they worked hard saved their money and was able to build up wealth and what they're saying is a lot of these kids, especially one one children homes, because remember you had the uh, maximum limit oh, wow. you can have mm. over on kids in China. So they're it's one child, they're inheriting loads of money and they've got very high spending habits, you know, very dear spending habits. Go to Knightsbridge and you'll see. Exactly. <laughs> and they're just saying how it's changing the Chinese society, uh, both in terms of economically and socially, right? Mm. So, uh, you know, you get that kind of joke that, you know, if your designer gear is made in China, it's fake. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Stylo G says in one of his songs, right, mm. um, in, in his recent song, and he's saying that is being challenged. So now China are really actively trying to get rid of fraudery and fakery in their country mm-hmm. because the, the Chinese customers want to be associated with the real authentic yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's saying they're now actually going to try and crack down uh, on, on fakes being made yeah, in China. Yeah. Because they, they want to get rid of that image yeah. because the customers there want the expensive brands. So it's just interesting to see how that's changing uh, uh, China. Uh, and also, um, you know, I've been looking more and more into economy. Uh, and it's, I think sometimes we think of China as being this superpower that's going to erase America. Mm. And while they have the potential to, they have a lot of issues yeah. in their own country. And, you know, it could go wrong, basically. So I think it's just, it's interesting to see that this kind of battle between the US and China it is literally, I wouldn't say 50-50, I don't know what percentage it is, but it's definitely not a foregone conclusion. Yes, it's close. It's close. Yeah. It's close. Kalisha? Nothing. I can't think of anything. You know, I'm going to start writing them down. Yeah, I'm because gonna, when yeah. you come here, yeah. then it's just... I, was, I, got, I pulled that one out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of it. Listen, I'm always usually the one that has one, so... It's true, it's true. Can allow me this week. We'll allow you this week, but yeah, we've got two. But yeah, we'll definitely try and do it more regularly. We'll write them down. Um, 
maybe a little folder or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, but guys, let us know as well. What have you learned this yeah, week? Yeah, what did you learn? Yeah. And what do you want us to cover? That's yes. always the most important yeah, thing. Man. Remember, there's you know? nothing, nothing is basic. We're going to cover things that you might think. Some people think are basic. Some people hear it and think, well, that's really helpful. Mm. We often get feedback about topics where people have said, bro, I didn't think of this or this is really helpful or this is what I needed. So there's no topic too basic. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to share, just DM us. Put it yeah. in our DMs and just say you'd really yeah. like. Oh, yeah. Shout yeah. out the guys from Two Side One Coin. Coin. Uh, they shout us out the other day. Um, Aww, I can't remember you. which one it was. If it was Mickey Whispers or Bobby Digital. Have you listened to the episode? What, the one they just released? Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah, they listened they, to they, it yet. I was listening to it yesterday. Um, and they, they asked. Mickey and Digital. Yeah, they asked, you know, what your favourite podcasts are. And we came up in the list. Um, alongside the receipts. And I can't remember. Was it Off the Cuff they probably said? No, no, no. It might, yeah, I think it was Off the Cuff, Us and Receipts. Big up off um, the cuff as well. They mentioned definitely. us a couple of times definitely. as well. So yeah, shout out to you guys. Big up all the podcasts. Definitely. In it, man. It's difficult out here. It People don't realise. Yeah. It is. Big it up is, the podcasts that are paving the way. Big up free shots for everything that they are yeah. doing because they paved the way for, for sure. all of these podcasts that have come out. For sure, for sure. So. A lot of people would have drawn inspiration from yeah, them. Yeah, definitely. Know, That's undeniable. So. And I don't think you should be ashamed of it, man. Yeah, definitely not. Um but, but yeah. yeah, thank you for listening again. Remember we are on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Stitcher, Google Play. Rate us, leave feedback, interact with us on social media. Please. Mm. Making Sense PC, Instagram and Twitter. Use the Making Sense hashtag, Making Sense PC hashtag. Um, Answer our polls. Yeah. Give us your feedback. If your answer isn't a straight yes or no, message us and let us know why. And please don't be triggered, guys. Yeah. (laughs) They're just questions. Never feel that our questions are leaning. We're not leaning towards yes or no. We're literally just putting the questions out there to spark discussion. Definitely. And a lot of that then drives our content going forward. Mm. Because then we know exactly what you need to hear about or want to hear about. If you want us to do a specific poll as well, send in your questions. Yeah. If you have a question that you don't want to put on yours, but you want to do it. Exactly. If you have a question you want to ask the community, we'll do it for you. Yeah. Fine, fine. I mean, kind of in line with what we do. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to know if people wash their legs or not. (laughs) But yeah. Thank you for listening. Word to the wise, wash your legs. (laughs) Bye. Take care, guys. Bye.